0: Hi, welcome to Forbes India's The Startup Fridays podcast. I'm Arakli, Tech Editor at Forbes India. In these podcasts, we'll bring you conversations with entrepreneurs who are finding opportunities in solving a variety of problems in multiple areas. We will also talk to investors from venture capital companies and other folks who are playing a significant role in India's maturing startup scene. You can find a new episode every Friday evening. You can also find us live on Instagram every Friday morning. Stay safe and happy listening. Our guest today is uh, uh, Jangir Mohammad, uh, an accomplished serial entrepreneur. Jangir is uh, founder and CEO of Twin Health uh, based in San Francisco and has uh, a center in Chennai. The company has a growing operation in India and other markets offering its uh, digital twin uh, uh, technologies-based health Mm -hmm. service that's combining uh, AI and machine learning and uh, the latest in medical sciences to help uh, people reverse uh, diseases like uh, diabetes. Uh, We'll, of course, have him talk more about that. Previously, Jangir uh, has built multiple tech businesses, uh, including Jasper, an IoT technology company that was acquired by Cisco for $1.4 billion. Uh, Jangir, fantastic to have you with us uh, on Startup Fridays. Thank you so much again for making time for this and welcome sir
1: uh, It's pleasure to be with you this morning uh, and have this conversation with your audience. Thank you for this opportunity okay excellent so
0: so for folks who are uh, uh, not yet familiar with uh, twin health, uh, maybe you could tell us a bit about uh, uh, the journey that brought you to Twin Health and how you started the company and we'll go from there
1: surely, uh, you know how it got started was I was visiting uh, Family in Chennai. Uh, it was uh, uh, my mom and her siblings, uh, ten of us, having dinner, and somehow the conversation of diabetes came up. And four people around the table said they were di- they had diabetes, and unfortunately, one of my uh, uh, aunt uh, she, she couldn't see well um, because of. Uh, the havoc that disease was causing for her. So I just wondered, wow, you know, that's incredible. 30 years ago when I left the country, it was not there. I mean, I didn't hear of it at least. So slowly, slowly, these chronic diseases have become so prevalent. Um, that's the first time I thought, you know, is there a way to solve this problem? And why does this keep growing and growing? Um, that was the first trigger for thinking that led to where, where we are now, starting twin and reversing multiple chronic diseases for people. And when we say reverse, it's taking people that have these chronic diseases and getting them back to good health, normal clinical range, and enabling them to, their doctors to top the medications. So it's good, good health without medication is what we call reversal.
0: Yeah, tell us a bit more about uh, uh, when you uh, started uh, Twin Health. Uh, I know I have had a brief uh, conversation with you previously. You've invested your own money to start it with, and of course. Now you've got more uh, investors on board. I think. Tell us a bit about uh, how you got to start the company, and uh, uh, of course, you talked about the trigger. What was uh, uh, what was the idea uh, that gave you? You know uh, this thought process about combining AI, machine learning, and uh, uh, medical sciences about metabolism.
1: See, one of the insight, uh, early insight uh, about twin is these set of chronic metabolic diseases, whether it's diabetes, high BP, high cholesterol, fatty liver, just overweight and obese. A slew of these diseases all have one root cause. Can you believe it? just one root cause, it's damaged metabolism. When our metabolism is damaged, they show up as all these diseases. And uh, you know, I'm a systems engineer by training, so I'm asking the question, could we not solve this root cause? I mean, how are we, why are we not solving root cause? Is this not solvable? So I had the benefit of some incredible physicians and medical scientists I could discuss with. And they would say, well, metabolism is very, very complex and it's dynamic and it's changing and it's different for each individual. It has been an unsolvable problem. And the epiphany for me is in my previous career, I worked with companies that had this kind of a very complex dynamic problems. Autonomous driving, very complex dynamic problem. You know, large power plants, jet engines. Um, and I have seen a technology called digital twin to be used to solve such big systems problems using AI and mach- uh, machine learning and sensors. So the thought is, could we not utilize that technology to solve this metabolism problem? That's the idea. And it was so new, I didn't think it's quite anybody is going to fund it. And I also want the liberty to really do it the right way and not have pressure. And fortunately, I was able to afford to put uh, you know 10 million of my own cash and get it started. And I'm thrilled what the team has achieved so far. Totally, it's our life's work. Right,
0: and uh, explain uh, the technology to us a little bit. Uh, what, is, uh, what does the digital twin uh, at Twin Health uh, do uh, to help uh, people reverse uh, some of these conditions? How does it work?
1: See, when uh, I'll, I'll, I'll share it from a patient's, member's perspective, right? When a person joins our program, They get a digital twin, it's the greatest gift they get. They get a digital twin. And the digital twin is actually in the cloud, but they can access through their phone, whether it's a, you know, Apple phone or Google phone, doesn't matter, a smartphone. Through the smartphone, they can interact with the digital twin. And this is what the digital twin does, is listening to a lot of health parameters of their body. It literally, totally understands the totality of health of them, the person. So that's the first thing it does. It utilizes easy-to-wear sensors and collects these sensor data. And it has the intelligence to understand the totality of the health. Then it understands how this particular person's body reacts to various things, whether it's food, sleep. Or activity or medicine it understands how the body responds to a different things we do the second thing it does the third thing is it actually tells the person what he can do today to get better and the next day it will tell remember I told you to do that you did it because of that your health has improved this little bit so it's a continuous journey and people it's incredible to see how people improve. Like people join with joint pains, not able to sleep, um, fatigued, tired, not able to feel the senses in the toes and fingers, um, not blurry eyes. These are all common symptoms of chronic diseases. And they see these symptoms go one by one away. They get back their energy, they f- they f- their mood is better. Their medications are reduced by the doctors. It's incredible to see how resilient our body is, how it transforms. And they love the digital twin. Mm.
0: Uh, I know that you already have partnered with uh, hundreds of doctors uh, in India and uh, you're scaling uh, the operations. Uh, uh, tell us a bit about uh, uh, what's happening next. Uh, what are some of the things to come?
1: Yeah, you know, we we raised... Uh, a reasonable amount of money, we raised 155 million total. I think I said 140 last time, we increased it a little bit. Uh, Good good investors, a lot of demand. Uh, And the primary purpose is to really bring the service to a broad population around India nationwide, as well as in the U.S. nationwide. That's the primary purpose. And also continue to innovate, but primarily bring the service to broad population. Um You know, in India, if you look at the chronic metabolic diseases that we address, more than 400 million people suffer from this. Can you believe it? It's an extraordinary havoc on people. And our mission is to help people come back to normal health. Um, and doctors are loving it because doctors see the results We've done clinical trials, we've published in world's most prestigious medical journals. American uh, Association of Endocrinology, American Diabetes Association, uh, European Nephropathy. Um, We are broadly published, so the doctors... This is proper medical science, this is not some, you know, myth or some voodoo science, is really properly run, clinical trial based medical science. So we have over 400 doctors already signed up in India. I'm thrilled that they are embracing it. They see the benefit for their patients. They see they can deliver better care. Um, So what is to come is we are on a mission to transform health and people's lives. And it's the most fulfilling thing we could be doing. That's what is what is to come. Um, yeah.
0: Fantastic. I mean, it's it's uh, truly uh, fascinating and incredible that you already built multiple businesses, one of which became a billion-dollar business, and now you're talking about your life's work starting after already having spent 30 years as a technologist. Uh, so it's an inspiration. So in that context, uh, uh, let's also talk about your entrepreneurial journey. Uh Tell us about uh, your uh, early years uh, in America, You know where you soaked up some of the tech innovation, working at Bell Labs and elsewhere.
1: Sure, surely. Well, everything I've done was just a preparation for this. That's how I feel. This is the real world, right? Uh, I mean, we are blessed we could be doing something like this and make a difference in people's lives and see it. By the way, I come here, I, 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 I was coming four or five times to India every year, uh, uh, every year. Uh, and I spend so much time with people there, right? Whenever I come, I, my team gathers them for dinner. So it's such great uh, feeling to sit down with those people and hear from them what they were and what they became. And hear this from their kids, from their wife and from their husbands is just fantastic. So the first thing I want to say is, uh, I mean, everything I've done before is just a preparation. I think it's, uh, if you believe in nature or God, um, I feel like, you know, it's all been done to get here. That said, a little bit about the story. I grew up in, uh, uh, in southern India. Uh, I went to school. Part of my schooling was in Chennai. And I did my engineering in Coimbatore. Uh, I love uh, I love India. It's it's my motherland. I have a very special affection for it. Obviously, uh, I was fortunate to uh, get a scholarship here. Otherwise, I could I wouldn't have come. I went to Canada to do my studies, masters. Uh, that was uh, exactly thirty years ago. Um, then I worked at Bell Labs. See, Bell Labs was the place for in- innovation those days. Right, uh, Google didn't exist, and my Microsoft was relatively small. Still, uh, there would no nobody knew there was such a thing called Facebook. It wasn't there. Google was the center of innovation, by the way. Right, that's where transistor got invented, uh, fiber optics got invented, cellular system got inv- invest, uh invented. Uh, So I was fortunate to learn in a place where technology innovation um, was happening. Uh, So then I was visiting San Francisco and I had this idea, hey, wouldn't it be cool to put Wi-Fi on cell phones? Um, So Wi-Fi was just starting and uh, people thought it was a crazy idea. Uh, But we, we, we persevered and that became a global standard. Uh, and that was my first company, Kenato Wireless. Uh, then I started the second company after, uh, which became the world's largest Internet of Things platform that was acquired by Cisco. Uh, and while I was at Cisco running their Internet of Things business, I was visiting India and had this fateful dinner that was the trigger. Yeah. So thrilled to be doing what we are doing.
0: What prompted you to become an entrepreneur? I mean, you already had a successful uh, early career uh, as a technologist. What made you become an entrepreneur?
1: Um, you know, I I I really I really felt that this Wi-Fi and cell phone is going to be a big thing, and uh, I thought, hey, why not? Why not? Uh, start a company. And my wa- my my dad was an entrepreneur, right? He had a grocery store and you know I got a little bit of bug of that, right? I wanted to be my own business. Maybe that was there in me. A little Some of it might have been there with me, right? So I uh uh and then my wife my wife was working. She was gracious to say, hey, if you feel like you should just do it. So <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean that's how it got started. I, you know, she, she, she really encouraged me to do it, and uh, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Mm.
0: Tell us a bit about how uh, Jasper came about, and what what happened with uh, Kineto Wireless, and then uh, uh, how did the idea for Jasper come about?
1: Uh so I had uh, I had left Keneto. Um, I'll tell, I'll tell a little bit of a funny story for you. I was uh, driving to Tahoe. Tahoe is a lake that's not too far from where I live, like three, three hours drive. And I was driving and uh, a check engine light came up in the car, right? So I called the car company and said, hey, check engine light came up, what, what do I do? And they said, you know. It could be something small, something big. You are on a long distance uh, drive. You should actually go to a service center now and check it out. And they gave me the address. So I took a detour, went to the service center, and uh, the guy would bring a, la- uh, a portable computer, plug into the engine, and he read the code. And he said, hey, you know, there was too much moisture in your, in your gasoline. And that's because you didn't close the cap properly. We reset the computer. and we close the cap properly, you can go. Like, that cost me three hours. <laughs> it cost me 20 minutes. I'm thinking, wow, that is really dumb. And, uh, and, uh, and it, it occurred to me, well, there is cellular system everywhere, which is a background I have. I mean, why wouldn't the car... Call the service and I tell him this is what happened. And maybe they reset the computer, so don't they don't. Yes, that's you know, shouldn't this happen? And I thought the car must be connected. And why aren't cars connected? Then I'm driving and I'm seeing so many things. So parking. So I'm getting to parking, you know, parking meters those days. You gotta have 25 cent coin to put it. And if you don't have coins, hard luck. I'm thinking why isn't the parking meter connected? So maybe we can plug, you know, put in a credit card. Why isn't the traffic light connected? Why isn't the vending machine connected? I even thought the shoes of the kids must be connected. Then if the kid is ever lost, you can find out where the kid is. So anyhow, that was the idea behind connecting things through Mobile networks that became Internet of things long story, but uh, you know I guess that's, that's the thing for entrepreneurs is to look for ideas that could be of real value for some people uh, and, and, and and yeah, I mean that's the germ
0: mm. and, and And what was it like uh, talking to investors about this idea? Do you recall your first meeting with uh, the very first investors? Uh, what kind of questions did they ask?
1: Um, I, I think it was much more of a harder journey for the first company than the second one. Uh, the second one uh, Jasper I had some experience. The first one was tougher. Uh, see I'm an immigrant here at that time. Uh, I didn't even have a green card. I mean it's incredible that you could come to this place and you meet somebody that you never met before after a month, they would write you a cheque. It's incredible, that's the beauty of uh, the valley. I know it's not so much valley anymore. I think we have a very vibrant uh, startup system in India and around the world. But you know, that was happening here 30 years ago. Right, if you had a good idea and if you believed in it and if you worked hard and people were willing to fund it Uh, and fund to an unknown guy from a foreign country who's not even on a, on a permanent residency here, I mean his visa could expire, then he had to go back. That's the beauty of this place, yeah, so you know, I, I, prob- I, I was banging the door for about 50 different investors, eventually one guy said I'll write a three million dollar check, and uh then another person said, "If someone writes three million, I'll write another three million and six million is how we got started
0: awesome uh what what are some of the uh, uh you know big takeaways for you uh building uh Kineto and Jasper when you look back what are the biggest lessons
1: i mean the first thing I would say is it's really hard it's really hard uh i know it's 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 it's, it's sexy it's 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 you know it's it's to become an, uh, an entrepreneur and so on. I mean, I didn't really think of it like an entrepreneur. I thought more like, you know, could this idea be made to come to life? And it's hard. Um, you know, so I would actually upfront, it, it, it takes a lot longer and you never know whether it's going to work. Uh, and you work around the clock. And uh, it's hard, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, I wouldn't advise when entrepreneurs or new people come to start the company, I actually discourage them. I know it's, I actually discourage them. I tell them, it's so hard. Are you really wanting to do this? Um, uh, you know, but, but but if you enjoy that, not everybody enjoy it. It's easy to enjoy for a month or two. It's not easy to enjoy after you know one and a half years, and not much has happened. You certainly want to support your spouse. That much I'll tell you. <laughs> you want to support your spouse that you know is is that that partnering with you to do this. Uh, that's another one. So I think it's hard. Uh, some people get lucky, hit it fast. But uh, you know, if you're up for it, go for it. So I think that's one lesson is it's, it's harder than it looks from the surface. Maybe the second biggest thing I would say is uh, be very, very clear who's the customer and what is the benefit they are getting and talk to people not wanting to hear what you want to hear. Just talk to, talk to prospective customer and ask them, just give me candid, honest feedback. Uh, oftentimes customers look at the entrepreneur, they're sympathetic, right? So they they tell what we want to hear. Uh, and unfortunately it misleads. So you ask them, just you know, give me your honest feedback. I'd encourage that. Be very clear who the customer, what is the benefit. And also simple things, you know, is someone going to pay for it? Um yeah. The, yeah, I mean those are some of the learnings. It's not rocket science.
0: Mm-hmm. What are some of the factors uh, that helped uh, Jasper uh, become a, a success?
1: Um, uh, cert- certainly, uh, um, the time, the timing was pretty good. The idea, it was. We probably were five, six years earlier. It took a little while, but we stuck to it. So the first factor I would say is um, um, the value to the customer was clear. The customers said, if you delivered all this, I would buy. Um, I think we got the idea right. And by the way, many companies go through changes. Jasper, the first slide deck I put together, 14 slides. Uh, is exactly same fourteen years later fourteen years later, when the company was bought, the first investor actually published those three slides, first three slides that was still true. So for whatever reason we stuck to it, it we we mistimed it we were you know little too early. so I think the idea was right. I had really some really excellent colleagues that stuck with us. I mean you know. Early people stayed with us forever. Uh, uh, that was, that was a big factor. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, those, those, those two are big, you know, they had good investors. I had some, they went through ups and downs. That's another thing is to find really good investors that are willing to go through the ups and downs. I mean, neither of this company was fast success, by the way. Both were, some, sometimes it's luck, you know, you get fast. Uh, in, in our case, it took longer. It was a lot of hard work.
0: Mm. And it went on to become uh, the IoT cloud unit at Cisco, which you ran for a while. Uh, how did uh, Cisco get interested in Jasper? How did that deal
1: come about? Yes, yes. We were uh, getting ready to go IPO. We had done the roadshows and S1 filing. Um, then I got a call from someone from Cisco saying hey, they are interested. Uh, then I had uh, a discussion with their CEO and, uh, he, 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 he was pretty passionate. He said, you know, this would, be, we can substantially grow your business much faster and you'd, ha- you'd have access to all these customers and we'll give you autonomy. You can run the business unit. Uh, autonomously, so was terrific CEO, and they have grown leaps and bounds since they bought us. Uh, to be accurate, they have grown ten x mm. since they bought us. Mm. So they bought us for one one point four billion. They have grown ten x. I mean, you can see the value creation. It's a very successful uh, acquisition for them.
0: Mm. Mm. I would imagine one of the. Reasons. I mean, of course, it was, I'm sure it was really hard work, but one factor that might have helped was that uh, you were in Silicon Valley uh, and not in India. And uh, long story, a uh, long question short today, there is a nascent emerging high tech ecosystem uh, coming up in India. What advice would you have for aspiring high tech and entrepreneurs in India, especially when it's really hard to get good people when you're a small company with? Not much commercial activity yet happening. Uh, what can they learn from your experience?
1: Um, I I think it's very, it is very it's it's a very vibrant um, environment now. It's not difficult to raise cash, <coughs> right? Um, I, I I I would say uh, it is not about whether you can raise. First time investors first time entrepreneurs get caught up by with raising cash can they raise cash um, i i i would say you know focus on idea focus on value for the customers get feedback from customers. it's a long road uh we we are desperate to raise money then we raise money then we find we have an even bigger problem now right <laughs> now you got cash and people you're accountable to so i i would i would say you know have patience to uh, talk to customers and 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 really be sure uh, have more confidence you're on the right path before taking cash um, that's 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 something i would uh, uh, recommend to new entrepreneurs um uh, i i i would i would also say that um, uh, focus on quality quality especially if it is a a business to business offering focus on quality quality is very important sometimes we don't focus sufficiently on quality later on it comes to always cost more so quality is important um i know that uh Uh, uh, um, There is incredible brain power in India. I know that. Lots of young people, incredible brain power. Um, It's it's really a great time. See, those days, you didn't have access to information. Now information is available to everybody. Uh, so I also want to encourage it's an incredible time to be um, an entrepreneur. All information is available and accessible. It's lots of brain power. It's a great time to be uh, starting companies.
0: Mm. While you said uh, focus on uh, the idea and the product and quality and listening to the customers, uh, for people who are starting out who are not building their second or third or fourth company, but to building their first company. What can they do to ensure that they get the right investors on board?
1: Uh, I would say the first thing is to uh, select the right partner within the investment firm and be candid with them, tell them is like it is, they are your partner. They are—they uh, are not an investor. They are your partner. So I would say, you know, for me, the first choice is select the partner. The second choice is select the partner in a good firm. But always the first choice is select a good partner, right? I—I um, uh, I think that's one second Second, uh, I would value the good partner and a good firm much higher than the valuation sometimes we get caught up in the valuation see remember it is is not you know what portion of the pie we have it is how big the pie becomes right so you you must be willing to you shouldn't not get caught up too much in. oh i'm giving five percent more here and five percent less it doesn't matter just get a great partner and if they are a great partner in a good firm all the better um i mean those are some s- simple guidance
0: okay uh, you took jasper to the point where it was ready for an ipo so what advice would you have for uh, aspiring entrepreneurs in terms of what they need to learn in transitioning from engineers to entrepreneurs to you know growth phase companies to ceos of large companies what kind of lessons do they really need to learn?
1: Building companies a teamwork. Uh, the first thing I'd say is uh, bring really great people and let them do let them do their piece. Um, that's very important. Not be too controlling. Um, second is uh, sometimes you know you are not you, you are you are a founder you are not the CEO. And that's okay. Bring another CEO on board. It's okay. Uh, I I think entrepreneurs have a tendency to be too controlling. And uh, building building companies is a team sport. Uh, Bring other people that are stronger in their areas and work together and have a clear vision for where you want the company to go one year, two year. Uh, And more importantly, one quarter. Um that's one. Second is uh, see initially in the early stages is a lot about problem solving and, and engineers are very good at problem solving then once uh, you are a little bit grown up it's not so much problem solving it's a systems creation it becomes a systems and it's a systems of people it's a very different problem and some engineers are able to make the transition, some are not. And that's when you may want to bring uh, someone that's, you know, very operational. So you could still be the inspiring leader providing the vision, but you bring operational people that know how to systemize that. Um, I think once you are public, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a even different game, right? Now, now you got public investors and quarterly reports and, um, it's a lot less fun, to be frank. Um, uh, but you can make it far. Fi- but there are people that enjoy that kind of work. Over- great bringing at those stages, having a great CFO early on is a very, very good thing because they can really help you do those things well. Uh, uh, hiring a, a strong operational leader uh, uh, would be great thing. So it's really, I mean, at the end of the day, though, you really want to be doing what you love doing, and you want to leverage other strength to grow the company. Uh, and I would, uh, I would be less controlling. Entrepreneurs have a tendency to wanting to keep con- controlling everything. It doesn't work. That's one of the reasons why they don't scale. Right. You can control a lot when you're small, when it's a system, then then you got the influence you can control. That's one of the areas where uh they they become entrepreneurs become their one limitation. By the way, a really, really good board member and an investor can really help you. Because they have seen these movies before. They can help.
0: Mm. Uh, You talked about uh, uh, your father uh, being an entrepreneur with his groceries business. Uh, What were some of your earliest influences that you remember from your childhood that may have had a bearing on your career?
1: Um, You know, I, uh, I, I somewhere along the way, I really uh, loved learning. Uh, I remember even in uh, college, uh, I used to teach uh, for my class. My professor, the professor, would say, "Why don't you teach?" I, I loved learning and communicating. Um, uh, the the curiosity is very important. I think I had curiosity. Um, I read a book very early on. By Richard Feynman. You may know him. He's, he's a very famous physicist. Uh, just a fantastic human. He really taught me how to be curious. And I'd recommend, you know, a book he wrote, Surely You Must Be Joking. It's a fantastic book. Um, and there are some materials on the web. Uh, I caught, I caught curiosity and, and, and an earning to solve problem from him, really. So I think that's an influence. Obviously, you know, wanting to start my own business is my dad's influence. Um, I was a bit of a loner early on, right? Um, I mean entre- uh, entrepreneurs, are, uh, you, got, you, got, you got to be lonely to really think deeply. I mean, if you're hanging out with, with people all the time, you're always shallow, swimming shallow. You can't really de- do deep work if you're not alone for some time. Uh, so that's a trick I tell people, you know, you, go, you got to find yourself. Just, just be with yourself. Just think about things. What matters to you, what you could be doing. Alone time is important. I, I think I got some of those because I, I lived with my dad, just me and my dad for a while. So I, I, I was uh, alone a lot. I actually think that helped me. Um, yeah, I mean those are some things that uh, it, it, it have, the nature has a way of, uh, you know, bringing things together. So those are some things that come to mind, to me perhaps, and, and obviously luck its a big deal. Uh, I mean, luck is a big deal. Uh, if you if you didn't do it, no biggie. I mean, you know, okay, well, it didn't happen to you, so what? I think luck is a big deal, by the way. Um,
0: yeah. Okay, one question, and then we'll move on to a few rapid-fire questions. Uh, you've talked about uh, having alone time and uh, entrepreneurial journey being very hard as well. Uh, if you look back, uh, was there a time which was uh, the toughest period for you and uh, what kept you going during that period?
1: There were lots of, uh, you know, near-death moments in uh, both the companies, first first both the companies. I think the toughest thing is to look at your colleagues and go, well, you know, they they, they may all not have a job. That's a tough one. That's always the tough one is uh, uh is that, you know, You suddenly you feel so responsible for everyone. Um, and, you know, you don't have to be. See, world is a big place. It will all work out. It's okay. All we could do is to do the best we can. I probably suffered this too much. Then I realized, that's so myopic. I mean, it's kind of arrogant for you to think, okay, well, you know, you're responsible for his life. And, you know, he's gonna, you know, life is gonna be hard if you let him down. Come on. It's a big place. Everyone has multiple places they can go. So you don't, we don't have to be too hard on yourself. This is a hindsight for me. Like, all we can do, all one can do is do their best. That's all one can do. And the best is a function of who they are at that moment. That's all one can do, right? Um, so the near-death moments were were tougher, uh, and I think I made it very tougher on myself. Uh, I mean, that's what I remember. I remember some of the meetings I went into, and uh, and the picture is bleak, and and we didn't know what to do. By the way, here's another thing. Um, you don't have a solution at the moment But there is a solution It's always a good thing to say I don't have a solution at this moment Simple sentence Simple sentence Just add the word at, the mom- at this moment there is, there is a solution to almost all the problems I don't have a solution at this moment Just tell that one sentence to yourself Suddenly you feel liberated That means tomorrow there may be a solution The little things, you know, keeps you going. And Here's another thing I would say. Just be honest with your people when time is tough. Wow, how liberating you think that is. I mean, truth is real power. Most people don't understand it. Most people take the truth and they start it a little bit to make it look better. What they miss is, it's a lot more powerful to take the truth as is and say it with so much force. It's a genuine force. I mean, you know, entrepreneurs stretch it. You don't have to. You really don't have, truth is real power, by the way. And it changes the quality of your life. Gandhi was huge on this, you know that. Right, it's, it's very liberating, very liberating.
0: Any, any, any one point uh, which you look back and see as a, a real high point uh, so far?
1: Um, uh, you know, um, the, 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 the high, high points are when you're making a difference for people. Uh, that's the high point, right? I mean, someone was able to buy a home, uh, some, and you saw someone grow up, um, with you and get better, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I am, I am so blessed to be doing what I'm doing now. Because in this particular company, there is, you, you get to see it vividly. Right? This is not some internet of things that somewhere out there. It's like you interact with people and you see their impact, uh, every day. Um, I mean, those are all, uh, those are the, the memorable ones for me are when it made a difference for people. Winning together as a team is a big deal. Um, you know, pe- people that uh, that really said, you know, this was re- really. here, here is the journey I went through. Right, sometimes people had told me like, that's really stupid. I mean, why would you ever do that? Like completely discouraging. Um, Then you win and you kind of go, well, you know, you feel pride. Then you go, well, you know, he could have been totally right too. I mean, he just told what he knew at that moment, knowing what he knew. I mean, just now it's... We all carry our own intentions and backgrounds and... um, I've really come to recognize um, be, 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 being revengeful or carrying um, in remo- us uh, s- some feeling of an I want to get back to him." It, it doesn't affect the other person; it affects you. Uh, you know, somebody said it's like carry. It's like carrying a coal, a hot coal, trying to throw at others. I mean, you are the one that is carrying the coal. <laughs> you are the one you are suffering. You know, all these things fall apart. So, these are, these are moments you go through. So, you know, don't, don't get on others. Just do your thing to the best of your efforts. Uh, it is, it's beautiful. And it's much better. Yeah, that's another one. The truth plus everyone is going about their day doing their things, best of their knowledge. There is no reason to be vengeful or, or, you know, not wish well. Doesn't matter what it is. It's, you know, at the end of the day, that if you feel like you're contributing something better. And by the way, um, sometimes you got to do things that you, that, that the other person doesn't like comes with it. If you're trying to please everyone all the time, you will never get anywhere. Right? You, you got you got to take you got you got to make choices. And the real tough choices in that there is not it's not very clear. Somebody got to lose for someone some side is gonna lose and you got to make a value choice. And uh, be at peace with it. So those are
0: okay. Uh, a few rapid uh, fire questions, by which I simply mean don't think too much about them, just answer them quickly in one sentence or, you know, one or two sentences. Uh, name one person professionally who left a deep impression on you.
1: Ah, uh, wow, one person. Um, um, I'll, 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 I'll share, I'll, maybe I'll share a couple. Feynman really did. Feynman did. Um, uh, I'd say Einstein, Einstein did. So these are all, I know, gone people, but I mean you, Einstein was like incredible. He really, he was really both a spiritual mind and a scientific mind, very rare. See, Buddha's discovery that you are not your mind, that you can be you and just stop your mind. You don't have to have a thought. Your thought is just running. It's an incredible liberation. Simple. Just take a deep breath and go, well, you know, my mind is telling all these things. It's okay. Just, it's very liberating. That's a big influence. In terms of living, I've had many bosses um, that have said things, some really compassionate people. It's too many to name. My mom. My mom, she's incredible. I mean, what a lady she is, what she's given for her kids, and what she endured. I mean, true mother love, It's no substitute for it. I don't think men have that capability, by the way. It comes from the mother. That's my feeling anyway. Uh, she's, a, she's an incredible lady that I learned so much from. So you ask rapid fire, see how I'm... Answering your rapid fire questions. <laughs> but I'll stick to your rapid fire. Go for it.
0: No no problem. Uh, one product that you love. Uh, could be a, a hardware product, software product, whatever. One product that you love.
1: Uh, I love my Japanese pen. I'm very fond of it. It's called uh, uh, T-Bog. Um, Jap- Japanese make some of the most beautiful, simple products. I also like their notebook they la- they really make beautiful notebooks just paper notebooks
0: okay uh, one important uh, thing that you never start your day without it could be a habit an activity or even a beverage
1: ginger tea don't 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 get me out of the house without it
0: alright uh, uh, if ever uh, you are feeling bad uh, what is your favorite way of getting yourself out of that feeling
1: um uh, At this moment, I don't have a solution. (laughs) Uh, another, Another one is, oh, my mind is telling all this. Some of this may be true. Some of that may be false. It's okay. Let it say. This is a gift from Buddha, by the way, to the world. That you are not your mind. Especially intellectually strong people are so caught up in there. They never saw this distance. Is completely liberating.
0: Okay, last question. Uh, one city that you would love to live in?
1: I'd love to live in a countryside in Japan.
0: Excellent, amazing uh, uh, conversation, truly amazing conversation. And uh, uh, I have to say, uh, I'm really thankful you made time uh, late at night uh, at your side of the conversation. Uh, wonderful. Uh, thank you so much, and I hope to keep the conversation going.
1: It was a real pleasure. And thank you for this opportunity to have this conversation with you.
0: That was uh, Jangir Mohamad, founder and CEO of Twin Health, a serial entrepreneur with some amazing life experience. That's it for this week's Startup Fridays conversation. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, wherever you are listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. Have a great Friday evening and a wonderful weekend ahead.